Montana Mid Sports Podcast. We are down to the final four. Your Montana State Bobcats moving on to the semifinals for the second year in a row. The premier program in the state of Montana. The one, the torchbearer for the FCS programs in Montana. Montana State is back in the semifinals. We have a jam-packed episode for you today talking about that. But first, we have to talk about Montana Grizzlies. And our buddy, Bear Tycoon, is on here with us as the 2021 season comes to an end for his beloved Montana Grizz. Bear Tycoon, how are you feeling today? What a season. What a season it was. I was a strong voice last week, Nate, um, saying that regardless of what happened uh, in this JMU game, uh, the Grizz season on the whole was still a positive. We beat the Cats. We beat number 22, Washington, number 22 at the time, top 25 team at the time, Washington. Holy moly. Uh, got revenge on Eastern Washington, sending Eric Barrierier out on a loss. Uh, a loss in JMU, not unexpected, disappointing outcome. Disappointing, yeah. it wasn't much of a game to watch. Um, but overall, what a season to the yeah. boys. What a season for the Grizz. So, so happy. So happy. Really <laughs> genuinely, genuinely happy can, for all the Cat fans out there. Holy cow, you guys are in the semifinals. Um, but that Grizz game, it was a... I felt like we were a rocket the past month or so. Grizz just seemed to be flying up so high. And when he fly too high, those wax wings melt and he crashed back to earth. Um, I, I actually wrote a pounded s- us. short story about that one time. You did? Flying too close to the sun. Yeah, I think it was when Bob Stitt was coach and um, everybody was saying <laughs> oh, they yeah, were doing national championships. Right. And I posted it to like yeah. Bobcat Nation. They're like, this is the worst bugging story I've ever read. And I was like, it was supposed to be funny. Uh, but anyway, so basically what you're saying is you are happy that the Grizz basically had the last two seasons that the Bobcats have had. The Cats won both Cat Grizz in 19 and 18. Cats made the quarterfinals in 18, made the semifinals in 19. So you, as a Grizz sure. fan, are happy with the season that they are now on somewhat of a same plane as the Cats, even though the Cats have been to the semifinals two years in a row. Well, I wouldn't say on the same plane as the Cats when we piss-pounded the Cats a few weeks ago, but um, there are. it's an analogy to a Cats season where had I been a Cats fan in 2018, I would have been happy with the outcome of that season. I'm happy with the outcome of the Grizz season. And... Um, I, you know, I think, uh, uh, the cats made the semifinals. It's undeniable. They're going further in the playoffs. I think it is too early to tell, um, which resume of the team is going to look better. The Grizz will always have that piss pounding victory over the cats <laughs> on their record. Um, so, you know, one side of the bracket or the other, you have to play the games that you're matched up with. The Grizz had a tough go. Uh, got one great win and uh, one disappointing loss this weekend. I had to watch the game, and here's why we're not talking details. Well, one, Nate and I aren't big details guys. Not big details guys, but I was at a bar in Florida. Um, game was on ESPN2, assumed it would be on, but all they had on was FS1, uh, regular ESPN, and it was like one of those bars with a like million TVs, but no one knew how to change the channel, so I had to pay one of the bartenders, $10 to change the channel to the Grizz game. Uh, midway through the first quarter, we moved away from the TV towards the end of the third quarter just because it was so disappointing. Um, but yeah, man, overall, very happy. And okay. thank you for asking. I had a very nice yeah. vacation in Florida. Weather was great. <laughs> yeah. We also have a special guest with us um, who was uncharacteristically quiet through that first three minutes of this podcast. 
Montana Parlay joins us. Montana Parlay. Montana Parlay. Montana Parlay's in the house. Montana Parlay, what did you think about uh, this Grizz season as a whole? Well, first of all, I appreciate the introduction. I was just waiting for my in. Um, I think this is the number one Sagarin podcast in the nation. Oh, yeah. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Well, well, that's that's true. You know, Grizz piss-pounded us. It helped put us on the opposite side of the bracket of a team they lost to who ended up higher in the Sagarin ratings than Washington. Who? So, yeah, that was a tough draw to get JMU, who was actually higher in the Sagarin ra- ratings than the Washington Huskies. So, um, you know... Right, it, which just goes to show did, what a I good go win that was. I mean, they're... Where are they ranked in the Sagarin rankings? I think this is. I think you're trying to make a, a good point, and you're failing. Below 64. JMU, sixty-four in the country. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you play someone thirty places ahead of you in the Sagarin ratings, you lose. Um, oh, fun fact though, just uh, Sagarin. Uh, right now, as things stand, number one Sagarin podcast in the FCS in the Big Sky Conference and maybe all of football. Uh, Montana currently ranked 91, Montana State 97. So just we'll, we'll wait till the resume is to settle. But just right now, I think that's an important uh, piece to hit. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, it's the end of the season for the Grizz. Everybody mm-hmm. was tweeting about RTD when they when they got past the first round, second round of the playoffs into the quarterfinals. We had uh, you know a lot of the followers that that we follow on Twitter are intermingled with Grizz fan pod Twitter. Just the RTDs were flying after that win against Eastern yeah. Washington. They had finally we're done back, it. Baby. They were back. They made Montana great again. Bobby Houck, the prodigal son, had returned. And now they're still not going as far as the Bobcats in the playoffs. They made the quarterfinals again and lost again. I don't know what dominance means to the people of Grizz Nation now, but I don't think they're using that acronym correctly. And the way it was intended listen, when Bobby Howe brought uh, that acronym to Montana. <laughs> listen, it's uh, I don't think um, you can't make excuses. Injuries happen to everybody. Not making excuses for the Grizz. They got they got beat fair and square uh, this past weekend. But the Grizz are a different team with Cam Humphrey on the field, not on the field. Um, when Cam Humphrey was on the field, a lot of dominating going on returned to dominating with Cam Humphrey. I think there's another team in Montana that's a little different with the right QB on the field, and they're playing Saturday. Yeah, Tommy Malott. We'll get to them in a second. You guys can circle jerk each other all about this semifinal game. But talking to the Grizz, Um, Nate, you're trying to get me – you're trying to get me to be upset about this this, uh, uh, Grizz season. It's It's not going to happen. My – my view of the Grizz season was not national championship or bust. Going into the year, um, I thought they were going to be competitive. They were. They played with the best in the Big Sky Conference, the number like two team in the country, Montana State, holy moly, or whatever you guys were, piss-pounded. Eastern Washington looked like they were going to uh, light the world on fire. Grizz lost to them when uh, Cam got hurt towards the end of that game, met them in again in the playoffs, piss-pounded them. It's just how it goes, man. You're not uh, yeah. national championship or bust. That's North Dakota's model. That's not ours. Quite See, yet. We're it's, on it's, our way there. It's fun how the tables have turned back uh, in the day when if the Bobcats won Cat Grizz, that was their season. Grizz fans would make fun of it. It doesn't matter how far. The Cats go in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. If they win Cat Grizz, 
that's their season. And it, it seems like the tables have turned now where that one cat Grizz win this year, the first in five years, the first in 2000s of days, uh, really has changed the way Grizz fans outlook on their season. It, it seems to be a lot more cat Grizz related now uh, as compared to how far you go. And, you know, the Cats have one, one victory away from making that championship game. And I think the expectations have just uh, changed between the two schools where um, you know, one's, one team's RTD is returning to um, the quarterfinals where the other team's is returning to the semis, the RTS acronym. Yeah, the one, one extra game in the playoffs really cuts it close. Um, but are you Each saying year. then that, you're, that you will not be satisfied unless the Bobcats win the national championship? Like, is that, is that where this you are? This year? Mm, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be satisfied. I'm proud of the team for everything they did with... Uh, New coach, new everything. It would be very disappointing uh-huh. if they lose this game on Saturday. One, being in attendance, that's going to be sad. And two, to see some of these seniors go out. So I would be uh, impressed and proud of this team for their season with a lot of disappointment. And I think Montana Parley, I don't know if you share the same the same emotions or the same uh, outlook on this game. Well, I'm going to view this or try to. I'm trying to feel the same way that I did going into the Sam Houston game. And that was not knowing what to expect, just being try- as even keel as possible because I know we're playing a good team. You know, I don't know what to expect out of our co- young quarterback who now has one st- one full start without 50 mile an hour wins under his belt. So, good. you know, I really had no idea. He looked good. And, and I know South Dakota state's not going to play cover zero. Uh, so, it's gonna. It's not going to be easy, you know, from a gambling perspective, or maybe it's my old age. I'm not quite as competitive, but I, the Grizz, I let me down because I, I thought they'd at least cover. I was half rooting for them. Um, I know Nate isn't that type of guy who would ever want to see the Grizz win, but they were on the other side of the bracket. JMU's going to FBS. I wanted to see him win, and to have their two seniors go out yeah. early yeah. was that rough. Was sad. I think they could have played. I think they could have competed in that game, and made it like a last drive type scenario where it's a you know anybody's ball game. JMU is really good. Yes. Um, we'll see how good Friday. We'll see how good. And it's funny, like it's interesting how much like I don't know both sides, but homerism kind of kind of uh, you know makes you view these games differently. Like every Grizz fan thinks JMU is going to win easily or, or should be favored or should be, should be getting less than three points where it's like, it's still the bison, you know, they're, they're going to sell out this stadium uh, Friday and they haven't yet. And they will Friday. They've got a stud receiver coming back. They were playing kind of very vanilla against that Southern conference conference eastern tennessee team jamu lost at home to villanova who got piss pounded to use your word by um south dakota state at home so you know right now as a lot of the odds uh, books had before the playoffs whether it was before the bracket was set up or after the draw the top two teams are NDSU and SDSU. Who SDSU beat NDSU earlier this year. Yeah. So am I going to be upset if the Bobcats lose Saturday? Of course. 
but I don't expect them to win just because they're at home. Yeah. They're playing the top three, if not one or two in the country. Well, I think that's right. And I mean, I think that in the FCS playoffs, too big. Playoffs are too big, generally speaking. Um, I like that. I'm never going to complain about extra football. Um, but it's there are there's a the difference between the top tier teams and the rest of the playoff field is great. And if you can get a good yeah. draw, you can make the semifinals two years in a row, um, two yeah. seasons in a row. Um, and if you get a tough draw, like, yeah, Sacramento State win the Big Sky Conference and then have to face South Dakota State um, the very next week. So, um, look, the Grizz losing Sammy Cam, losing Cam Humphrey like they did. Uh, I'm not surprised the game turned out this way. I had, I mean, even though I predicted a Grizz win, Last week, my heart was telling me um, the Grizz need to play nearly a perfect game to beat a team like JMU. I think the same thing with the Cats this weekend against South Dakota State. You have to play nearly a perfect game to win. You can win. Play this game 10 times. The Cats probably win eight times. The Grizz, if healthy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Cats probably win two out of eight times. Two out of 10 times. You hear what I'm saying. Cats win about 20% of the times these guys play. <laughs> I don't know if we do, um, but I Same thing with the Grizz. On the road, James Madison, you know, they can win that game if they play it 10 times in a row. But with the injuries and just everything that happened, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it was a tough game, period. Those injuries just yeah. kind of sealed the deal early. And it, was, and it happened, I mean, if you've been living under a rock, James Madison beat the Grizz 28-6 to uh, on that Friday night game on ESPN. Uh, Cam Humphrey gets knocked out. Was it the first quarter or the beginning of the second quarter on a pretty hard hit? Didn't see really how he got himself like literally knocked out cold. I didn't, the hit didn't seem malicious or in to the head. It was a very weird way to go out. Um, but for the second game, I'm not laughing at the second game in a row on ESPN two, Cam Humphrey has actually been knocked out of, he broke his or hurt his ankle in that Eastern Washington game on ESPN two, trying to get to a first down. He does it. he, He gets himself knocked out cold trying to get a first down um, in this ESPN2 game. And you have to wonder why he kept putting himself in those situations to get drilled when you knew looking after, well, yeah, after I mean, it's, that injury. Yeah, I think that's a bullshit take. I think, uh, yeah, gotta, I think that's a bullshit take. I mean, I think that, that nobody's coming in after the him. Grizz offense even close to his level of play. Yeah, the Grizz offense. Maybe he can't slide. Yeah, the Grizz maybe, offense maybe looked different all year when he was on the field. And yeah. they were able to make, they were able to drive the ball in part because he's fearless, can take off. Now, if you watch both these plays, um, the Eastern Washington game this week, the, the hits he take in slow motion, it looks like he's an idiot for not going down, not avoiding it. Um, yeah, these guys are moving a million miles an hour. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault this on Cam Humphrey for getting injured when he's playing his heart out and got the Grizz to uh, yeah, this there's, round. There's playing your heart out, but then there's also playing smart, knowing that the two guys behind you were horrible quarterbacks at this point in their careers. I mean, Cam Humphrey getting well, knocked we'll out of the see. game was still the leading quarterback for that team. Seven of twelve for 88 yards. Uh, Chris Brown got benched at halftime for Robbie Patterson, who came in in the second half and went 7-17 to for 44 yards. Uh, so all in all, that QB, I mean, that QB room was thin to begin with. You could see it when Cam Humphrey went out after that Eastern Washington game. The quarterback struggles by Chris Brown. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm, I'm thinking right, but I mean, coach, this is you have to tell like, him to stop. You don't want your starting quarterback him. taking chances because his backup is worse than him. Of course, the only team where the backup quarterback wasn't worse than the starting quarterback is Montana State. It's not yeah. the Grizz' fault. Like you can only have this point because for the first 11 games of the season, the Bobcats started a shitty quarterback instead of Touchdown Tommy. So Touchdown Tommy worked out, but you know Matt McKay. I mean. The first He's one, a backup quarterback in the Big Sky Conference. The first one where he gets hit against Eastern, can't really fault him for that. Fourth quarter, trying to drive them for a win. Second one, after you've gotten hit once and knocked out and you know that your team needs you, you might want to get down in the first or second quarter uh, and not take a massive hit trying to get a first down. That wasn't on third down, I don't believe. I'm saying the coaches probably yeah, we need should, to have you a know talk what? with that one. Yeah, it was third down because then on fourth oh, down, I think it. Bobby himself they had went a concussion for it Brown. because he went for it, which I, I like going for it, but they did a slow developing run right up the middle, yeah. right in the teeth of the defense. Yeah. And we had a, uh, yeah, look, we've had, that was it. we've had Dalton Sneed on, we've had Reese Phillips on, <laughs> oh, I look forward Dalton to having Cam Humphrey on. I'll and never Nate, forget that one. <laughs> Nate, you can, uh. You can ask him why he's such a dumbass. It will, for, it will for never, it will, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll never ever compare to you saying "fuck you, Dalton Sneed" <laughs> to Dalton Sneed. <laughs> so I will do whatever you want because nothing will take over that Hall of Fame interview with you and Dalton Sneed. He was, uh, he, he, he was quoting a hypothetical oh, yes, fan. Yes. yes, thank um. you, thank you, Montana Parlay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, you could definitely see that the Grizz are going to be needing some quarterback help in the offseason after those two came in. Uh, Chris Brown's not the answer. Yep. I think the Grizz fan pod, I talked to them. We were like, which NAI school is he going to drop to? Kind of like Nate Dick uh, or any of those other guys <laughs> that have dropped down uh, to NAI after a stint with uh, the Grizz or the Cats. Uh, I can't remember. There's another guy for the, for the Cats that dropped down to. But anyway, uh, yeah, there was a different speed to this game with James Madison playing the Grizz that um, I don't think anybody in the Big Sky could replicate, um, and obviously not what the first. Uh, you know what? It was almost, actually Montana and I parlay where and I were talking about this. Eastern Washington had the same kind of talent and speed that James Madison did, except James Madison's play calling was what heads and tails above legitimate what Eastern Washington's play calling was, which I think was a huge difference in this game was the speed with good play calling is what beat the Grizz in this one. Yeah. And not only that, they have a good defense and then, and I don't remember which FCS write up it was, but the Grizz have an amazing kicker and I th- they gave the special teams edge to jam you, you know, Eastern wasn't going anywhere. Uh, with their special teams and their defense. I don't care how many points they put up on Idaho. It just wasn't going to happen. Uh, Set in the mood. So, <laughs> it's good podcasting. It's <laughs> happening right now. If, if if you could see the Zoom right now, um, just just Nate and I yeah. chilling by the fire. It's good podcasting while, when you can change, while, uh, you can change the Zoom watches, background and so. make both people who are talking stop talking because they're so confused what's going on with the Zoom that they're conversing over. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that's um, too, too much out of parlay. Was that change in special teams? Just a fireside chat. Yeah, the Grizz had zero chance to get that special teams edge with Jan, the way James James Madison's special teams was. I talked about it last week with with Barry Tygoon. It was like the Grizz drives in the Bobcats games and that first and that Eastern uh, Washington game. They didn't have to drive very far from Asias to kick a field goal or to get a, a, yeah. a quick drive into the end zone. And James Madison did not give them any uh, short fields. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's almost like you were right in that analysis, Nate, that Montana didn't have the greatest of offenses. When you look at their stats, whether it was against Eastern, whether it was against Montana State and that drubbing that we took in Missoula, Mm -hmm. whether it was against at NAU, they just didn't really ever have the offense that you need to return to dominance. And they did have a, a blitzing, overwhelming defense, but that can easily be stimmied by a good quarterback and a good coach yep. like JMU. Yeah, I, I guess so, I was. Yeah, right no, take, I agree that when you, it, yeah, when you look, when you do play um, teams that are 30 places ahead of you in the Sagarin ratings, oftentimes you will struggle. So the Grizz, <laughs> oh, while they had faults, um, it, they can struggle. I have, What's... I have lots of thoughts on the full Grizz season. We're going to save that for our Hall of Fame episode at the end of, at the end of the season when the Bobcats are out. So probably like January 10th, we'll record this. Um, we'll recap the, the Cats championship game and uh, uh, all of our Hall of Fames from the Already trying with the reverse season. jinx. Yes. Um, it doesn't work, though. We've obviously I've had, seen that. I know. I've, I've tried to reverse I jinx the Cats but, um, heavily. <laughs> you know, the, the one thing I will say, I, I – uh, Montana Parley alluded to this earlier. I will not ever root for the Grizz. It is something that will never change me. Yeah. Um, it, something that I will never change. Soul. I'm a very petty person. I am a very, uh, you know, a very competitive when it comes to the rivalries like this. I will never do it. I will never root for the Grizz. But I was legitimately bummed out when Sammy Akim uh, hurt his shoulder on that first long catch he had. And he knew he was yeah. out for the game. He knew it was a collarbone or a shoulder the way he got up. That bummed me out. Um, that was a guy that's fun to watch. His senior year to go out like that—that that in the first quarter too. Like if it happens in the fourth quarter, at least he got three quarters of play in his last yeah. game. But to get knocked in your first quarter—that's a—that's a big time bummer for for him. And I was legitimately, uh, you know, sad for him. On yeah, that one. Well, I, I respect that. I would be shocked if there were many cat fans who would be like rooting for injuries on the Grizz while rooting against the Grizz. Yeah, um, yeah I don't I think, think there's many. I was just uh, yeah. I was just putting that out there that I'm not that yeah. brutal of a, a Grizz hater. You're not that bad. Yeah. You're a scumbag, but you're not the scummiest of the scum. I'm loyal. I'm loyal to the cats and you know, it's a rivalry. It doesn't mean you start cheering for the other team when you're out. Yeah. Or not playing. Got it. All right. It's very enough awful. for me. On the Grizz, check out the Grizz Fan Pod, number one podcast in the state Ooh, of Montana. I do have, I do have Luke, two fun Brent, things. Mike have all sorts of breakdowns from the game, uh, but yeah, we'll cover everything else in our Hall of Fame my episode. Favorite. Nate, what other fun things do you have? <laughs> one of my favorite things in this game uh, was watching Justin Ford's celebrations, and it's total uh, you know defensive back celebrations where. You know, a quarterback overthrows the ball by 30 yards. The DB is going to celebrate like they broke up that pass play. Uh, there was two instances in this one that I thought were hilarious. One was uh, on a three-yard, four-yard touchdown pass uh, from, Cole, from Thornton to Cole Johnson where Ford hit the guy pretty hard after he was already in the end zone and then celebrated um, like he stopped the guy short. And then the ref put um, his arms up for the touchdown. And maybe one of the funniest celebrations um, that a DB has ever done while he got scored on. And then later in the game, down 21-6. to six, uh, he breaks up a pass, looks at the James Madison student section and, and puts his uh, finger to his mouth, you know, telling them to be quiet. Uh, the very next play, a nine-yard run by Lorenzo Bryant to go 28-6. to six. Uh, Justin Ford, fantastic football player, obviously a baller, uh, but not yeah. great at the situational awareness of where he was at in that game. Yeah, well, maybe a little preview of our Hall of Fame ep- episode. <laughs> Hall of Fame um, celebration. With Ford. <laughs> Hall of Fame celebration, Hall of Fame season. So, so yes, let's let's wrap this one so we can get to the team that's still in the playoffs. But I do want to congrat. I think 
myself along with all of Bobcat Nation does want to congratulate the Grizz um, on that RTD number Thank three you. in the number three in the conference. Got to the quarterfinals again um, for the second straight year. Uh, couldn't quite get past that James Madison buzzsaw that that was that welcomed smoked, them to Virginia. Smoked the cats. But, but we do want to uh, you know congratulate you on on a on a fantastic fantastic season one that thank you um will surely thank surely uh ignite the passion for grizz football in missoula for years to come well i think that's i think that's absolutely true and i think it's a good transition we had a, a mutual friend of ours text me during the uh uh the the early stages of the bobcat game when you guys got up big i think it was 21 nothing or 21 three um he was like what does this mean for the overall season and I believe this, that you guys making the semifinals on a weaker end of the conference, when we reflect back two months from now, Grizz season, Cats season is going to be pretty close in terms of happiness with the Cats or with the Grizz having the ultimate tiebreaker of winning Cat Grizz in the fashion that they did. But there's, if you make the championship the game, problem, the balance, the balance tips into the Cats favor. See, it's not even right now, though. Uh, one team is in the semifinals playing, you know, football on December mm-hmm. 18th. Another team got their asses whooped sure. by James Madison. No, we know. So there's, very, there's really no need for a tiebreaker. From uh, a happiness standpoint. There's really no need for a tiebreaker. I, I, I think we're even. Grizz with a close tiebreaker. Yes. Um, that's the, so R- we'll that's the RTD mindset, we'll though. You know, it's, it's changed now that, that Cat Grizz from Grizz <laughs> fans is the Super Bowl, where it used to be the other way around. Um, I don't know if that means Little Brother has changed or what that is. Um, what used to be the other way around? Oh, when a, you know if, if the Cats won Cat Grizz, Grizz fans would be like, we went farther in the playoffs. You guys just hold on to one game, and now it's turned. To, like I said earlier, the tables have turned, and now we're um, after the five years. The of, logo of, of Montana Mint Sports is literally – Cat Grizz is our. Well, I wasn't. Bowl. I was not involved in writing that that tagline. So <laughs> we'll just been, put that out there. It's been our motto <laughs> since 2015, or well, whenever we started the newsletter. So let let us get to this game against <laughs> Sam Houston, and I think a new legend has been born uh, in Bobcat Nation with touchdown Tommy. He he leads the team, basically wins the game against Idaho. Doesn't get to do much again in Cat Grizz, and obviously comes comes out and uh, plays well. In that first game against, now I'm not even. I'm so excited about this game. I forgot who they played in the second round of the playoffs. Who? <laughs> Tennessee Martin. Tennessee Jesus. Martin. Okay, right, so he comes out. Tennessee Martin wins that game. Not nothing stunning. Uh, gets the job done. Has that 75 yard run. But this is the one where that legend of Tommy touchdown is growing even more. Butte America is just a buzz about their boy in Bozeman. Um, Tommy Malott comes out against cover zero and absolutely make Sam Houston pay for thinking that he couldn't throw the ball. And Tommy touchdown may be the next Trey Anderson in terms of being beloved by everybody across the state, regardless of affiliation. It was amazing to watch in person. Montana parlay was at the game. game. Yeah. I was at that little high school stadium that will soon be an FBS stadium. And Tommy put on a show. I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, there's talk by the doubters that he didn't have an arm. And I can be contrarian. I can be sometimes a little, I say realistic. Some people say pessimistic. But I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. He, he came in and run packages during the regular season. And he started a game where no one could throw because of the wind. So 
I had no idea. You know, I didn't watch any of his high school tape. I know he was Gatorade Player of the Year. He was a stud. Uh, it's different. Double A football in Montana is a little different than even the FCS and the Big Sky Conference. Yeah. But he made some great throw, and it was not just in person. Obviously, it was awesome to see it in person. But then the replays, and even though it was cover zero and it was one on one, and and for whatever reason, Sam Houston didn't want any safety help, even after he burned him the first time and the second time. But those corners, you know, as much as other fans want to say, oh, the corners sucked for Sam Houston, watch the tape. They were all over the receivers, and Tommy put it in the perfect spot. Yeah. So he he did a great job. I, I also think, you know, the weather helped. I don't know. It's It was great. It was a nice Bozeman evening. It was like 40 degrees, a little humid. It was chilly. It was chilly. Uh, their fan base was basically done after <laughs> ten minutes. Really, we were the loudest people there. Yeah, we were there. A quarter of the stadium minimum were Bobcat fans, and it sounded like three quarters of the stadium was Bobcat fans. And it was a, and it was great. My cousin said it was one of the top four top four moments in his life. He has two kids. I don't know what his wife thought <laughs> about kids that wedding statement, in the game. but. <laughs> so, so it was. I mean, I would be losing if I was San Houston too. When you're down twenty-eight nothing with seven minutes left in that second quarter, um, but I thought. I mean, you're, Tommy comes out, throws a couple dimes, gets a nice pass interference call, cat score. You know, two minutes and fourteen seconds into that game to go at seven nothing, uh, and then a minute later they get a thirty-one yard pass from a lot to Willie Patterson to go at fourteen nothing in that first quarter. Um, Unbelievable start to that game where I don't know if I've ever seen this before where the quarterback catches a pass from the wide receiver in that little trick play they did. And then a minute later, that same wide receiver catches a pass from the quarterback. Um, pretty cool switcheroo there. Like a little Freaky Friday. A little Freaky Friday on a Saturday night uh, up there in that first quarter. Uh, so Tommy has now uh, passed for a touchdown, caught a touchdown that first quarter. And then about 30 seconds into the second quarter, Proceeds to run one in for the triple crown. Yep. One quarter and one minute into the game. Just fantastic, fantastic football there. And then they go up 28-0 after Malat runs in a two-yard run. Um, and this is when I'm actually thinking this could be for real. The 21-0, I wasn't getting overly excited. 28-0, I lost my voice yelling at the house. Um, and this is where I felt like I wanted to party. Um, and it wasn't even halftime yet. Maybe one of the best halves of football I've ever seen of any Bobcat team besides the 2019 Cat Grizz game. Yeah, it, it was a lot like that game where you just, boom, all of a sudden it's happening and the other team's caught off guard. And, you know, it, it, and you almost kind of need it too because Sam Houston's yeah. got some studs. That quarterback, every time he was every time he was scrambling, it was like you're, you lose your breath. That receiver... That was like deja vu. Every time he got the ball, that reminded me of those earlier years yeah. when we'd lose to Sam Houston yeah. two or three times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, their receiver catch a ball, and boom, the speed difference is just so much different. Uh, that triple reverse no flea flicker. I've never, never seen a play how, like I'll that. I never know how that was legal. <laughs> it, was, it was. I remember when coaches in little guy football would call those plays, and the kid would just get rocked <laughs> like 20 yards in the backfield. And I, that's what I kind of expected to happen, but I, there had to have been linemen downfield no like 20 yards. But at that point, 
the game was pretty much out of hand. Although there was, I was sitting by my phone, like I was ready. I wanted to book tickets to Bozeman, and I knew they were going to get expensive <laughs> quick. And so, but I didn't want to jinx the Bobcats. So I'm waiting and waiting. And then there was that moment they scored that yeah. long touchdown. They kick it off. He yeah. mishandles it. So we're it's a two possession game and we've the got two. the ball yep. <laughs> on the two yard line. So it's like, why do you have to do this to me? You guys should it should be just a exactly. relaxed although what made it more relaxing was that their weird going yes. for two thing twice. The first time, okay, whatever. The second time, what the hell? Because that's what I told myself is all right, it's two scores, but two scores yeah. and two two pointers. I said, you know, our defense is gonna stop at least one two pointer. So I'm thinking of it as three scores. So then when I did book my tickets, I was proud of myself. I was gonna fly into Bozeman, um, fly out of Billings, actually see my family a little bit. I uh, get my email half an hour later confirming the flight. I had booked that it happens. for January thirteenth. <laughs> um, you know. So I, for the victory, go, break, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I go back. I go back and cancel. Luckily, it was an airline I could cancel within 24 hours, and not like Allegiant or Spirit or some shit. But I try to rebook the same flight, the cheapest flight, no matter which day I was looking, whether it was Thursday, Friday, or like a 6 a.m. flight Saturday morning. One way from Chicago to Bozeman, over yeah. $900 That's one bad. way. <laughs> was the cheapest I could find. So I'll be taking kind of a long route to Billings tomorrow. You but, did what you got to do. You know, yep. I'll be there, and uh, I didn't jinx yeah. the team, even though, man, there was that oh, yeah. one little moment when they, on that, like, mishandled kickoff where it's yep. like, I was oh, the no. same way. Oh, I, no. I looked oh, no. at my, <laughs> my watch, and I was looking at my heart rate, and it got up to 125 just standing there at one point because I was so nervous and, like, nauseous yeah. from what was happening in front of me, even though we were up. You know, 23 at the end of the third quarter. Uh, Sam Houston did get that score to get down 16 uh, with 7.33 left in the half. Uh, or 7, yeah, 7.33 left in the half. And that's when I looked at my watch. I was, my heart rate, I was, it was racing. Um, I was nervous. I, I had my hood on, cinched up. I couldn't watch. I actually left for one defensive possession. Um, and they went four and out. And I stayed in that area for another 20 minutes watching the game. It's it was, it was everything that I was scared about was that momentum. Sam Houston two times kind of stole that momentum back. Yeah. Um, and then that, that Afonso 42-yard run, though, to, to close it out uh, was was one yeah. of the coolest moments of being a Cat fan when, when you know that you're going to be hosting that at home, that they're going to the semifinals. And uh, it, it was just one of the hugest wins in program history dating back to 1984 in terms of what it means to have this game at home. Oh yeah. And a legitimate chance to get to the, to the FCS yeah. championship game. Well, and I, I, and I was joking earlier like, about the, you know, the path you guys took and like how it was easier than the Grizz. And I, I do believe that, but it's not like you had a cupcake, like in 2019, Sam Houston state is the defending champion from yeah. the fake season. Of course, um, number one seed overall, their first home playoff loss in history, if I remember correctly. I mean, it's a legit team, That's correct. and you didn't, like, squeak by. It was not close ever. As someone who was just watching the score on their phone frantically during a wedding, um, there was never <laughs> one time where I felt like the Cats were going to lose this game. I think yeah. I first saw the score at 14 to nothing. I tried to change the tide 
um, by putting out a congratulations to everybody on Twitter. Um, but it was like trying to turn around a cargo ship. Um, it just did not have, I don't personally have the momentum with my jinx ability um, to do it. And you guys just kept on, kept on rolling. Yeah, it was, it was something. Well, that's why it's so important to get those early ones because if it wasn't 28 nothing that 16 point lead at the if they would have traded field goals for touchdowns early and not gotten a couple of those big plays like the the pass to tommy um that makes things a lot different in the second half when we're got the ball in the two yard line instead of being up 16 we're up you know eight or 11 so that's it's so huge to get touchdowns especially when you're playing teams on the road and teams with playmakers like Sam Houston had, because I think three, at least three of their touchdowns were two, two 50, yeah. 45, if he, if 50 he yards had plus. Day, he had two and 60, the two guy was dead yards, to rights. That same guy did, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And he was dead to rights like three different times for minimal gain or a loss. Yeah. And then, boom, yeah, there was some bad tackling on, I think, the one in the third quarter where that's where I was starting to worry about the team, about the. If they were getting tired or something like that, there was two missed tackles, no effort. Yeah, well, there were some injuries, too. Um, and I know we, everybody talks about Troy and how impressive he is, but I think he hurt his arm at some point in that third quarter and stayed in that game, and that is a insanely fast dude. There was a couple times where he was chasing down, and I probably looked really better in person, obviously, uh, but where he was chasing down dudes and getting in front of them to make the tackle, the way he was going from the middle of the field to the sideline, it He's was all unbelievable over to watch. Yeah. And like I said, it's it. we know how freak of an athlete he is, and we know how good he is, but to watch some of those plays he makes at his size still impresses me, and it's the saddest thing in the world that this will be his last game um, at Bobcat Stadium on Saturday. Yeah. My brother coached uh, – well, he still coaches at a different level now, but he coached – uh, class A football. He was Columbia Falls, and so they played Dylan in the championship. Troy single-handedly yeah. whooped him, like by himself. Like yeah. it was, he said it was just like never in his coaching career have you seen where it's like like North Dakota State. You play them, their line piss pounds you. Uh, outside of Trey Lance, it's not like they ever you know outgun you with one or two players. They're just dominant. But Troy, imagine that guy. At Class yeah. A Montana football. <laughs> no. I, I, he did it. I should ask my brother for some old film. Yeah, he did <laughs> it. I mean, I can believe it in Class A because he did it for years in FCS football. I mean, Troy Anderson. Yeah. Like that guy on Twitter, he's like, how did I not know Troy Anderson ran for 1,800 yards? And it was like, <laughs> yeah, he also is like the the f- has the fifth most rushing yards all time in a season for MSU. Yeah, it's we'll be talking nuts. about him for ever decades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just no, no comparison. No. And And it is awesome. It is awesome. Like for a guy like him, you know, there's a lot of people asking if, um, you know, Kakra's game, his performance there, did it taint his overall career? I love that he gets to go home to the playoffs, have one last game in front of those Bobcat fans. um, And we'll see how he performs. Let's see if he can go out a winner or if he's going to go out a big old loser. The big yeah, that, fat loser. I'm I'm so I'm insanely glad that he gets <laughs> yeah. one more game at Bobcat Stadium. It'll be special for him, I'm sure. Special for the crowd, uh, win or lose, to send him off to either Frisco or the NFL um, in 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 yeah in Bobcat fashion because he's an all timer, a legend, and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome to see him play that one last game in Bozeman for sure. 
Do what uh, parlay. I got a question for you. Sam Houston State, their facilities. You watch just as much Big Sky football as anybody. Where would you put their stadium and their crowd in terms of uh, rankings? If you if you if they were in the Big Sky Conference, in the Big Sky. So obviously less than Montana State and Montana. Um, then there's a massive drop off, as we all know. Yeah. Uh, like Weber, probably, Northern pro- Arizona, less than NAU, less than NAU. Yeah, like probably around Weber ish. But I mean, the bowl make their field is gorgeous. Like the actual playing surface is really great. But it's for P- Billings people, and I mentioned this on Twitter already. Is that it was a lot like a mix between the Rocky Bowl, Rocky Mountain College, and Dallas, where all the uh, high school teams in Billings plays. They have the bowl, it's grass bowl, and then they have stands. And the stands really aren't, I mean, much more than Dallas, maybe a little, because they're spread out a little more, maybe a little higher, but they weren't full, yeah, not even close. Cold, and there's a track, and there's a track in between the stands and the field. Yeah, um, track's a bad look. Track's so, a very bad look. Yeah, I. it, it would be around the Weber range, okay. I guess, you know, it better than sack and Portland, Probably less obviously than, less than and Davis, Montana, Eastern, Montana but, state. Yeah. And any yeah. use probably not as good. You no, know, it's that. hard to go into the walk up sky. Though, I don't know about the Idaho. We, we talked about that on the pod. It's hard to go into any yeah. and win those games. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I just can't imagine it in a Texas, like in Texas, there's probably a dozen high schools that are better. And I'm probably yeah. underestimating that by, quite a bit yeah yeah well congrats on the win i uh, nate has not mentioned this but i did um call him uh after the game a few hours after the game i had to i had to uh i had to wait till after the wedding uh but nate and i had a very nice conversation and i offered him my sincere congratulations on that that part is that part is true bobcat win yeah Mm -hmm. i'm surprised either of you remember that call I, I'm surprised he did. To be I've honest I've... with you, I was I was uh, I was pace and moderation. Um, you know, uh, it's been some hard weekends between Cat Grizz and and now uh, from after Cat Grizz to now. So uh, it was pace and moderation for me, and just uh, all adrenaline um, on Saturday night. Same. Yep. No. A lot of a yeah. uh, lot of moderation. You're at that wedding. And you're on that wedding mind like a. Only. Yep. Steel trap. <laughs> had. <laughs> probably five, six adrenalines um, before I talk to Nate. Perfect. Um, well, all right. Know, Should we move to yeah. San Diego? San Diego, San Diego State. State? San Diego State playing? coming to coming to Bozeman this weekend. Uh, San Diego State <laughs> Jackrabbits. No, um, yeah. So Montana State with that win gets a road tested South Dakota State Jackrabbits team, a team that inexplicably did not get a seed, even though they're Easily one of the best teams in the country. Obviously, they're in this Final Four, so they are amongst the top four. But <laughs> there's a text that comes through on the Zoom that I didn't even know we had. And um, but either way, so South Dakota State uh, comes in, uh, having gone on the road uh, to beat UC Davis to start off the playoffs. They won at home uh, against SAC. I'm sorry. They hosted UC Davis to get the win, went on the road uh, to Sacramento, beat them, and then took on Villanova in Philadelphia and got the win there. And now for the third week in a row, on the road, coming to a sold-out and 
sure to be raucous crowd in Bozeman. And I took some time this week while doing some of my year-end regulatory training that I have to do. Had that on one screen, and then I had the Brian Loves Ball watching the quick recaps of South Dakota State's games. I watched the NDSU one, the UC Davis one. This team is really good. And this team makes me real nervous. More nervous than I was for Sam Houston State. This South Dakota State team, they're going to be tough on Saturday in Bozeman. Well, I think we've said from the beginning of the playoffs that North Dakota State, JMU, South Dakota State, and we probably threw in Sam Houston State. But, like, those teams just seem to be on another level. Um, You guys went down like we just talked wall of Sam Houston state. Um, the cats have some real momentum. Um, if touchdown Tommy, I mean, look, he had an awesome game. Um, and I think he is, uh, you know, I, 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 I think there's a real spark there. He had 165 yards against Sam Houston state. Um, he's going to need to do better than that this weekend against South Dakota state. I actually was shocked when I saw that number. Is that is that right? I'm on ESPN's box score. Are you right about which part about it? Yeah, they didn't pass a lot. He had yeah. a couple big plays. Yeah, he he made him when he had. Yeah, and I think so. I mean, and, uh, well, I I think you're right. I mean, Sam Houston State had no idea that he could throw a ball like that. They were playing cover zero, like Parlay said. Inexplicably, they were playing playing cover zero after he had torched them twice. Very yeah. weird why they kept doing that. Right. But <laughs> I do think. This week, South Dakota State goes into this game knowing that at least he has an arm. He can throw the ball. He has some touch on him. He didn't do any intermediate passes. We have no idea if he can hit a slant. We have no idea if he can hit an out. But you have to respect a little bit more of the arm, which hopefully softens up some of the defense for the Cats to be able to run it. So I look at it as he's not going to be able to do what he did last week against Sam Houston because South Dakota State's not that stupid to just test him again like this. But hopefully it does make them have to – respect some of that pass and, and soften it up for Afonso Elliott if he's healthy, and then obviously Tommy when he when he takes off with the ball. Parlay, you're going to be in the stadium. You're both going to be in the stadium. We both so will be So look for there. Hot Take in Nate person. Montana Parlay in the crowd. Um, what, what do you think the Cats have to do to beat South Dakota State? I think you also, between the three of us, have watched more non-Big Sky FCS football um, by a by a large margin. You know, I, I watched, I was kind of in my busy part of the, my year with work and school during the SDSU-NDSU game and some of these bigger um, Valley games because I usually do watch more Valley games. They're on ESPN. It's not like the CAA. I didn't really know what to expect too much because I'm not buying Flow Sports or whatever the heck they're on. But I do watch a little bit of Valley and... <laughs> They're good. Yeah. I mean, I've I thought from the beginning of the year they were the best team. They started to have some huge injuries. Like they they had a stretch where they were losing all Americans and first teamers, second teamers, uh, one or two every game. Um, I made a ton of money off them against uh, I think Youngstown State because the line was way off. I was at a wedding in Michigan and I got a bonus uh, for a first time bet. It was so. You know, I've made a lot of money off South Dakota State, and I just think that 
we're going to have to win the turnover battle, obviously, yeah. to be cliche. But overall, they have not played in an environment this year anywhere close to this what, when they're on the road. You know, they get a, they have a yeah. decent stadium, and, of course, the battle against Dakota the mile mark, whatever the hell they call their battle against Dakota marker. Um, the battle of two low-populated states that should be one territory. I don't know. Anyways, they... On the road, they've played at uh, South Dakota. That's probably the most raucous atmosphere they've played at. Otherwise, they're playing in front of 4,000 fans at Villanova. They're playing at an inflated number at Sac State. My guess is maybe there's 2,700 at that stadium. They have not faced anything. So the key is going to be, obviously, turnovers. But again, to yep. jump on them. Jump on them like we did Sam Houston. Like we did the Grizz in 19, smack them in the mouth, you know, get a big turnover early or a big play or a big fourth down stop or a big third down stop, you know, a combination of a couple of those. We need to get that early momentum. I, I know like uh, we've fashioned some of our stuff we do here off of the old Grantland site and the Bill Barnwell football at Grantland was big on momentum doesn't exist. Well, it sure as hell does, especially in college football, and we need that momentum big time. Yeah, and and I think, need it early. I think, I mean, obviously the turnover battle is the big one, but when you look at the, their losses on the year, were against three playoff teams: Southern Illinois, University of Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa, close, and then the too. hail mary against South Dakota, which kept them out of a seed. Basically, was that hail mary, crazy, crazy yep. ending to that game. So a hail mary kept these guys out of being a seed. But when I watched. You know, the North Dakota State game, they were up decently big there. They let North Dakota State kind of get back into that one in the third and fourth quarter. They were up 24 to nothing at halftime against Sac State and should have won that game 50-some to nothing. They let Sac State into that to only win by five. I think there is some part of this team that you can, uh, you know, you don't want to get down, but they're – the game's not over if you do get down super early, as kind of evidenced by those two games. They they did win both of them, so they closed them out. But there was a way to swing that momentum, and you could see that South Dakota State yeah. didn't quite didn't quite sustain it the whole game. They're, but this is a tough team, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah, they're one of those teams where the game should be over when they get the up talent, because yeah. they've got the best running uh, team. But they get they they call weird plays. They start passing it. They get a little tricky. They, they, they stop the clock. That's what happened against SAC. Um, so they're a weird team sometimes when they've got the lead, but the size of their line, the speed yeah. of their outside guys, and their two running backs, although Pierre Strong. Um, concussion Pierre Strong, protocol yeah. for Pierre Strong, it's up in the air, but I'm looking at some of the gambling lines right now. I think he's going to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, South Dakota State's played in front of some comparable crowds, right? The North Dakota State game this year, 18,000 at home at home um colorado state which they won that game oh, yeah. supposedly thirty-two thousand people in attendance i i find that a little suspicious but i mean a big crowd's a big crowd you're right though that on the road um they haven't seen anything like bozeman and they certainly have not seen anything like the montana state jumbotron yeah, the Jumbotron is, I think, one of the bigger things that we have going for us. Leon, the, so Montana State's athletic director, Leon Costello, came over from South Dakota State where he built a really nice stadium over there. They have a massive scoreboard. So I, I don't really know that. Yeah, he came over from South Dakota State. They have a very nice stadium over there. They have a huge scoreboard, so I don't quite know 
why he hasn't recreated that in Bozeman yet. Um, because in the Battle of Scoreboards, South Dakota State's going to win this game. Luckily, it's not the Battle of Scoreboards. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah. That, that, game in, that game in South Dakota, in Vermilion, they were on the road there, packed house in, in Vermilion, uh, playing the Yotes. Uh, 9,100 people were there. It's going to be double that and then some in Bozeman this weekend for a crowd that probably yeah. even cares more about their Bobcats than any South Dakota fans care about the Coyotes. Uh, and the Coyotes... And the, sold out in... Game sold out in minutes. Hours. Mere hours. Yeah. Uh, season ticket holders, they, they got their tickets. Um, the single game tickets, it was hard to find. Uh, and so... Yeah. That, that game of Vermillion though was interesting was that North uh, South Dakota State was a, a, a 10 point, 10 and a half point favorite in that game and ended up losing by three. So I know it's like everybody says, you know, it's why they play the game, like blah, blah, blah. But I mean, if I look at this team, uh, if I look at this team, I, I'm not feeling super confident for the Cats. If I just look at when I watch those games that I watched on YouTube, when I look at the size of their players, you know, they have a drop down quarterback from Southern Florida, I believe. Uh, that Chris Oladukin, uh, yeah, he's from South Florida, dropped down, who's been playing amazing this year. Um, but you just look at some of those games they played, some of them were closer than you would think from a top team like this uh, in that Valley Conference. So it does give me some optimism as I, as I look through their schedule and, and see that this isn't the North Dakota State teams that we have been bounced from the playoffs in the last two years, where you went into that game thinking it was about a 1 in 500 chance that you were going to knock off the Bison at home. This game being in Bozeman against a team that I don't think is North Dakota State of the past year's talent gives me some real excitement going into this game and isn't all doom and gloom about how good they are. All right, I feel like we've talked about Montana State for uh, 40 minutes too long already. Uh, let's move to predictions unless you guys have any last points you want to hit on on the game. I have a... I've, I have a small deep dive. Oh, thank you. Oh, good. A shallow deep dive? Yeah. Small deep dive. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, just a little guy. Um, has to do with Butte and quarterbacks. Okay. This one, courtesy of uh, Tom Stuber on Twitter, saw this one. He does some stuff for Skyline Sports and saw this one. I thought, this is perfect for the deep dive section of the pod. Uh, so Montana State has 15 playoff wins uh, in school history. There have been two starters... Two starting quarterbacks have won five total playoff games, both of them from Butte, Montana. So Butte, Montana quarterbacks have one-third of Montana State playoff wins. Paul Dennehy was 3-0 in 1976 when MSU won the NCAA Division II title. Tommy Mallott is 2-0 so far here in 2021. So Butte, America, the quarterbacks that Montana State has needed this whole time. I love it. Very nice. I love it. Yeah. Um, Didn't come up with it myself, but yeah, good stat nonetheless. Good deep dives. Good deep dive. Um, one thing uh, we're not going to talk about um, uh, for the Cats, the Grizz, any Big Sky team uh, recruits. That's not us. Um, if the Bobcats end no, up losing, unless they're from Butte, unless they're from Butte, unless they're from Butte, unless the Bobcats end up losing, we're not going to do an episode on the championship game. We are Big Sky Conference. In game only. Just just to reiterate, we try to remind you every episode. Um, parlay any you points know, before we get to you know before we before we even yeah just a reminder that South Dakota State has the Janky Twins Jackson and Jaden if you remember uh, so confirmation that they are twins. Oh nice. Uh, in fact. Yeah, we had we had some strong inside sourcing um, suggesting to us that they were brothers, 
And I'm glad that we now have confirmation well, twins that they're would be twins. Not only brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're not both. only brothers, but they're twins. twins. Not all twins are brothers, but all twin brothers are twins. That's a great point. That's a good point. Um, go yeah, transfer portal. Biology. Yeah, well, yeah, we may we may get into a little transfer portal at the end of the year just to say goodbye to some players. Um, uh, as as Thomas Dennis reminded me on Twitter, uh, the Grizz seem to be becoming a feeder school for Nebraska. So maybe we'll just be like their AAA team. Um, yeah. But before predictions, parlay. Any last oh, thoughts? I do. I actually have one more. Oh thing. yeah, let's actually. Apparently, Nate thing. has a new thing every time you ask me. Yeah, well, he's got well, a lot of notes. Well, we we haven't gone into the Wikipedia. We haven't gone into the Wikipedia of South Dakota State. Oh, great! Yeah. Which is every team from out of conference that we play, we have to go into the Wikipedia. Do you so consider South Dakota, State, Public Grant, South Land Dakota East Coast? This is not East Coast. This is completely and surely in the mid- Midwest. Okay. Yes. So it's a, it's a public land-grant research university in Brookings, South Dakota, founded in 1881, state's largest and most comprehensive university, and the oldest continually operating university in South Dakota. There is a claim to fame right there. Uh, it has about 11,405 students, so a little bit bigger than U of M, much smaller than Montana State in terms of uh, of students. Again, located in Brookings, South Dakota. Colors are yellow and blue. They are the Jackrabbits, obviously. Um, great mascot. This one's just great mascot. It is actually a really cool mascot. I think I was telling someone the other day, it's, like, it's a pretty fantastic. They, um, their student life, one of the biggest things is the SDSU marching band, the pride of the Dakotas. So I don't know if they you know, asked anybody about that up in um, North Dakota, if they have the best band in the Dakotas, but uh, regardless. So here's a couple of the, act- the, the alumni, which we always like to look at. Uh, Christine Nome, mm-hmm. governor of North sure. Dakota, or I'm sorry, governor of South Dakota. Kind of crazy, but kind of hot. Um, Adam Vinatieri went to South Dakota State, four times Super Bowl. I champion. didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas Goddard, yep, the tight end for the Eagles. He is a jackrabbit. And uh, Tom Daschle, majority leader of the U.S. Senate back in the day. Yep. Is a South Dakota State University uh, alumni. Well, it's a it's really impressive crew. Yeah, it, it is. It's not not bad. I think the I think the Vinatieri one is pretty cool. Uh, I really like that one. I think his nephew went there and kicked for South Dakota State for a little bit. Yeah, it vaguely sounds familiar. Um, but yeah, so that's a uh, that's your that's your uh, notable alumni from. Yeah, hold on. I, uh, you guys from South Dakota State University. Uh, let's turn off your mics. I don't want to give South Dakota State any any uh, locker room material. Uh, it's a pretty lame uh, Wikipedia page. Pretty lame alumni. It is. Group. There's really not much about it. I like. Holy crap! All right, Jerry, uh, turn the mics back on. Um, parlay. Any last points you want to hit before we get to predictions? Yeah, along the lines of Nate's little deep dive, I've got a. I've got kind of a shallow swim, I guess, but uh, okay. the last two, the last two decades, or you know, that sounds better. But since 2010, Montana State has lost to only three teams in the playoffs. Those three teams: Sam Houston State, multiple times. Mm-hmm. We beat them Saturday. Their first home loss. Okay. South Dakota State. We get to play them Saturday. 
Yeah. And finally, yep. North Dakota State. If we Ooh. pull it off Saturday, we got a chance for just what a story that is. You throw in the 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 deep dive Nate gave on the Butte quarterbacks, how the way he got to be the undefeated st- Butte quarterback, yeah, how yeah. he became the starter, and the stats and the history of the Butte quarterback. You throw that in with my little shallow swim uh, of the only teams that have knocked us off in the last two decades. That that wow. is some storyboard material right shallow there. swim though but easily could be turned into a meme of champ the bobcat knocking on the door you look the previous doors mm. the teams that have beat montana state in the playoffs with their throats slit and then he's now knocking on south dakota state's door yeah. north yeah. dakota state coming up next look out and i've already seen someone you... do that with the south dakota state uh low yeah. versus the big sky teams in the playoffs because they oh, did boy. Davis, Zach, yeah. Um, Geography-wise, interesting. I never really knew this until I looked at it now. I really that's, assume that North South Dakota, Dakota and State South Dakota are like Montana? almost... No, it doesn't. They're on the other side, which got me to thinking about this. So I, I kind of pictured North Dakota and South Dakota as almost perfect rectangles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not much going on in terms of border craziness like our western border. Uh-huh. Um, but man, there is a part of South Dakota that dips down, like lower than the border of Nebraska. Like there, like Vermilion, South Dakota is farther south than some cities in Nebraska. So, and it looks like it follows the mighty Missouri River. Is probably where that border um, got its craziness. I feel so, like their goal, so there's a little bit of in making South Dakota, whoever the whoever is in charge of this was like. Look, we're, we're not that concerned about where the borders are. We just want to border as many states as possible in this part of the country. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give but us a little kiss of Montana. They do. They border every damn state in this country. Yeah. We don't We don't need a road. We just want to border Montana. Give us a little kiss there, a little kiss of Iowa. Um, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive uh, borders there in South Dakota State. You know what I'm excited for? Very. Yes. This, no. this new segment called... Started last week called Nate looks at a new part of the map of the United States for the first time. It's it's a it's yeah. enthralling. I know it's I live in a Rapid lot of City talk too. on Twitter. It's a good segment. Yeah. It, I, I used to live in South Dakota. My I my, my sister was born in Rapid City. Uh so I was there for a couple of years. Rapid City obviously on the far western side of the state. Didn't of really course. didn't really dive into much of the uh, eastern side of South Dakota, like even by Sioux Falls, but just thought they were perfect rectangles this whole damn time, and I didn't know the Missouri River was the border. Yeah, that southeast corner of South Dakota, that's just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Tennessee. <laughs> it's pretty far. So South Dakota's on the border. Two states away. Yeah. It's two states away. Three. Oh, true. It is. Cause if you go the right route, yeah. Yeah, you go through Iowa, Missouri, and get into Tennessee. Away, man. Right, yeah. It's like us driving to Nevada. Anyways, predictions. Is that, yeah, Nevada's a, yeah, that's true too. I'm like just zooming in and out of a Google Maps right now, just like this country's pretty crazy, what man. Pretty crazy. All right, borders, bro. All right, predictions. First game, we'll start with one uh, we don't really care about: North Dakota State hosting James Madison. Um, parlay. I believe when I checked, the line on this was five points for North Dakota State. Is that what you have? 
think the last time I checked, four and a half so far, basically, yes. You know, it's yes. been bouncing. Right. But, yeah, four, four and a half, five, about 47 and a half is the total for the over-under. Okay. It's and we'll let you as our guest, you get to choose, you get to go first. Okay, so I think it's going to be a great game. I kind of look forward to watching it. Um, as far as FCS goes, these are the two best teams the last, you know, 15, 10, 15 years. Yep. Uh, I'm sure 10, 10 you yeah, know, whatever. What? <laughs> North Dakota State, they know that they've been called out on their fandom, you know, They've, they've been 50% capacity the last two playoff games. We'll see how they respond at the semifinal game. And uh, I don't know. JMU, Mike, Mike, instantly, after watching Cole throw the ball around on, on uh, the Grizz, I think they could win. But then part of me is like, well, North Dakota State's just another level, and playing in the Fargo Dome is tough. So yeah. I'm going to go North Dakota State – by six, we're looking at uh, thirty to twenty-four. North Coast. Thirty to twenty-four. Nate, would you like All to right. go next or or last? Sure, I'll go. Um, so I'm looking at just past championship history in the FCS, and we're not counting Sam Houston. As last year's champion, we've already we we haven't been doing it all year. Yes. It was a fake ass. The season. fact that it they lost to the Bobcats so takes look away back, their championship. <laughs> Yeah, and so if you look back at the last nine real championships that have been played, James Madison and North Dakota State have won all nine of those. North Dakota State's won eight of them. James Madison won, but they have won a combined nine of the last nine championships. But I'm going to – James Madison in the last three championship games, um, two of the last three has lost North Dakota State. I'm taking North Dakota State at home. I'm going to pick the Bison until James Madison can prove uh, that they can beat this team. And I'm going to go North Dakota State – 28, James Madison, 25, a last-second field goal, lifts the Bison back to Frisco for a real championship. Our first real championship since 2019. I like it. Championship game, I should say. I'm a little more bullish on on North Dakota State. So looking at their record this year, they have one loss uh, at South Dakota State, Um, eight-point loss. Uh, They've played one other close game all season. Um, they had a hilarious 44 to two win against Indiana state. Don't see that. <laughs> Don't see that very often. Um, but otherwise they've rolled, they've put up, they've put up points, um, against most teams. Uh, but I, 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 I like, I think, I don't think they're going to score a ton, I guess. So I am going to say North Dakota state 24, JMU seven. All right. And now, all right. All right. And here, all right. Now we're moving to the Bobcat game. I'm happy to go first as the Grizz fan here and let's just all agree, put our hands in the middle. No one's trying to jinx anything. No one's trying to reverse jinx anything. These are honest to God predictions of scores. Um, If you get it right on either of these games, those, those uh, uh, perfect scores get into the hall of fame. Um, Everyone okay with me going first? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Be our guest. So we've covered this a lot. South Dakota State um, on the year, two losses. Um, 
not not a lot of great comparisons um, for Montana State. Um, what they did against the Big Sky teams has been uh, pretty impressive. They walloped UC Davis. That 56-24 uh, first-round playoff game, this, it was never even that close. UC Davis, I watched most of that game, was completely destroyed. Yeah. Sac State, that score is also fairly deceptive. Um, sounds like Parlay's popping some popcorn. Um, that scores. Or looking through his documents or yeah. something. <laughs> Fairly deceptive. Um, 24-19. Documents. 24-19, but they're up 24-0 and just kind of took their their uh, foot off the gas. Um, a long way of me saying, I think that the Cats can win this game. It is a, a six-point spread uh, in the book that I'm looking at, um, which I believe the Cats were a touchdown favorite going into the Sam Houston State game. You're now at home. Touchdown, Tommy. Jake, you're shaking your head no. Well, you just misspoke. I think you said the Cats were touchdown favorite. They were they touchdown, a touchdown underdog. underdog. Touchdown yeah. underdog. Um, about a touchdown underdog here, but they're going to be at home. They're going to have a rocking crowd. And, you know, other than when the Grizz beat the shit out of them, the Cats were rolling all year, right? Like that close Wyoming game. The undefeated between Wyoming and Montana games, um, and they've looked, you know, very good in the playoffs. So I think the Cats are going to win this. Uh, I'm going to say Montana State, 28, all four touchdowns coming from touchdown Tommy. South Dakota State, 24. <laughs> wow! Okay. Wow! He's doing it. He's picking the Cats yeah. at home. I love it. I feel like they got juice. I promise go. you I'm not trying to Nate? reverse jinx this. I promise, yeah. promise, promise. I'll go because we'll just we'll just I'll keep going in the middle here. I think so this game obviously we've talked about how good South Dakota State is. Monkey in uh, the middle. If you count the fake ass if you can't yeah, if you count the fake season, South Dakota State has been in the semifinals four out of the last five seasons. Yeah. They were an experienced team, they are a playoff tested team. Um, in the fake season, people forget they were the ones that Sam Houston State beat in that championship game. This is a, a very experienced team um, coming to Bozeman this weekend. Man, I, get, I I predicted the Cats would win last weekend against Sam Houston State. I wasn't really confident in it. Like I wouldn't have gone to Vegas and put money on that. I'm going to go with the same kind of prediction this week where I know this game is going to be tough. But I think with this crowd at home, with these seniors getting one last chance that was not promised to them to play back at Bobcat Stadium in December, I'm going to go with the Cats 22, South Dakota State 18. Cats are going to Frisco. We'll be booking our trip Saturday night to meet up in Texas on January 8th. I think I might be trying to will and talk it into existence because I don't even I can't even really fathom how excited I would be <laughs> when the cats get this win. Um, so I'm going with the cats to win this game and uh, keep this podcast going another week. Before we before we get to you, Parlay, um, Nate, you <sighs> did correctly pick James Madison's score last week. You predicted 28-17. Um, gave the Grizz too much credit. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry, 2818, uh, you predicted uh, JMU over UM. Um, so congrats on that half. Yeah, accurate. and I had assumed 
with healthy quarterback. I, I had assumed, yeah, I had assumed that Cam Humphrey was playing the whole yeah, game. Yeah, good point. All right, parlay prediction for the game. Well, I'm going last, so it seems like I'm almost kind of copying you guys because my whole shtick here was going to be it's going to be a four point game or less, four points or less, and yep, all that noise you this. heard, all that noise, unless uh, producer Jerry's editing expertise can get rid of it we do not have that kind of technology. don't have that technology no, so all the noise you are gonna hear was me fishing around for a coin because i am <laughs> i am trying not to predict this game like i want i just want you know i'm the most superstitious unsuperstitious person there is like i have my routines makes sense and uh oh yeah great sense and i have my routines and i stick with them and going into the sam houston game I just was even keeled, didn't know what to expect, didn't think we were going to lose, didn't think we had a great shot at winning. I just didn't know what to expect. I feel the same way this week. I do expect a close game, four points or less, and I was going to flip a coin as to who won Let's just so see I could it. keep it even keel. So, yeah. you know, I can't find a damn coin in this desk, and I was making too much. Would you I was making too much noise. Here, I'll flip it. I have a coin right here. Oh, I don't know. What's no? I think I, I'd rather ask Google than a Grizz fan. Uh, well, I'm just. I won't, I'll just do heads or tails. You can decide. All right. Beforehand. Okay. It's up to me. It's up to Jesus. me. Jesus. All right. Well, of course, it's up to you. Tails never fails. Tails. Got it. Bobcats twenty three. SDSU, 20. I thought you said four-point game. Four points or less, I said. 23. Oh, I had to 20. be different. Okay. You guys, gonna... we can't all say four-point games. We're going to lose credibility in this podcast. Uh, that's true. That's been gone for two years, probably. <laughs> yes. When did we start? <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> when did we start having credibility in the first place is the question. <laughs> yes. Um, it's been a long time. Um Okay. <laughs> Any other points yeah, before we be, hit the road? It's. Uh, I closed Google Maps down, so no geography ah. for me. Um, my, I know. Sorry, it, it is sad, but uh, the only thing I think is just it's uh, fantastic to have this extra week, and just to reiterate how amazing it is to have this game at home, a semifinal game. It's a, it's literally right now a once in a lifetime experience. The last semifinal home game for the Cats was 1984. It has not happened in my lifetime. They've played in the semifinals, obviously, but never in Bozeman. So um, we will be heading to Bozeman for the weekend, and getting to see this in person will be, um, you know, uh, a, a brand new experience uh, for this Cat fan. And I couldn't be more excited to to see this stadium in the town of Bozeman when we fly in on Friday to just to see what that atmosphere is like uh, for this Cats team. Going to be rocking. I'm jealous you guys will be there. Um, you guys should tweet out where you're going to be tailgating so all of our loyal listeners can come come uh, hang out. Parlay will buy him a beer. He's buying beers left and right down in Sam Houston State. Almost put him out of left business. Left and right. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, but yeah even the referee showed up at the bar. It's. Enjoy I hope I get it. some sleep by Saturday. I just need some sleep Yeah, by me Saturday. too. That's a big <laughs> priority. Um, <laughs> yeah. But thanks for joining Parlay. Anything else? Yeah, I don't think so. I hope not. We're going over an hour. This was awesome. Congrats to the Bobcats. I will be rooting for you. Nate, do you want to close us out here? Thank you, buddy. Go Cats. We'll see everybody in Bozeman. We're going to party like it's 1984. Go Cats. 
Just feel so 